This is a Dalina University production. Okay, so I'm Alexandra Weilenmann and this is uh, Thomas Hillman. Um, we are from two different departments, but we're working within um, uh, an initiative at the University of Gothenburg called LET Studio, focusing on learning and uh, media technologies. And uh, what we're going to talk about here today uh, is um, a study of how people use mobile technologies in, uh, to share their learning experiences in museums. Uh, we were interested in looking at at museum because it's a very inter interesting setting where a lot of technologies are in many new museums today have a lot of technologies and quite high-tech interactive exhibits and what's interesting with these exhibits is that they um, although they are, s are sort of um, arguing to be interactive they're not interactive uh, in the sense that they engage uh, or promote interaction between visitors. They rather is focusing on interaction between one person and the exhibit. So it's prioritizing um, one person taking, sort of using a device and then the next person coming up to use it. And there's the idea of, of a principal user using the, using the exhibit. And also when museums now are increasingly focusing on, on putting in the mobile technologies or supporting the use of your own technology in the museum, this is also um, an effort that's focusing on the individual um, use. For instance, audio guides when you can put your ear earphones on and listen to a guide uh, when you're walking around in the museum. This also sort of promotes, you know, persons not really interacting with each other, uh, each other's in the museum. Um, so, so the question that we're asking is how can the mobile phone be used to sort of um, uh, reconfigure, how is that reconfiguring the engagement and interactivity um, at exhibits? And we turned to a large science center in Göteborg to study this, uh, Universium. Uh, it's both a science center and they have an indoor zoo and aquarium, which is quite big. And we've been doing ethnographic work here, uh, focusing on how people use their own technologies in the museum and how they're interacting with the exhibits and we've been um, making own videos, record video recordings of this and also looking at the videos that these vi visitors um, produce during the visit. So the, the videos that they um, take with their own cameras and their own uh, mobile phones. And we've been looking at how, how people use, put these videos up on, on YouTube when they get back. And so from this, from this data we've seen sort of one of the main themes that we see here is an uh, expanded documentary practices that emerge when people are bringing their own technologies into the museum. So we've been focusing on the photography and the video recording and also how now when people have, have um, the mobile phones are connected and some cameras are even connected as well so it's quite easy to to share these pictures and these videos with other people who are not in the museum. And that also allows for some, some other people commenting and collaborating around this material. And so Tom will give you a few examples of what this can look like in, in this setting. Thanks. Okay, so um, one of the things that Alexandra mentioned and who we've uh, seen is this reconfiguring of the notion of user who is the user when uh, uh, visitors are engaged with an interactive exhibit. Um, and one of the studies that we did involved um, 
students using a uh, what's called a mobile video mixer, which is a, an app for, that was installed on their smartphones that allowed them to uh, almost produce a live television broadcast. So they had, say, three camera persons and one that had a mixing app that allowed them to choose the live feeds they were looking at. And they were producing narratives of their experience at the university in a particular exhibit. Uh, which they then later showed to their, the idea was that they could show them to their um, uh, classmates when they returned. Um, because one of the issues that uh, that occurs in interactive exhibits, especially is that students go there on class trips and they tend to run around and break things and uh, press a lot of buttons, but they don't necessarily do a lot uh, of learning uh, in a traditional sense or what we'd like them to learn. And so one of the ways that teachers get around this is that they give students checklists of things they should find in the exhibit but this is a possible uh, an, an alternative way to do it to have them to pr produce uh, narratives and what's quite interesting about this case is that um, although the exhibits the digitally based exhibits were primarily uh, designed to only be used by one user and to a large extent excluded others participating more than standing over someone's shoulder and telling them what buttons to push or participating in that way. By uh, other members of the visiting group using their mobiles to film the experience or to choose how the experience was uh, recorded, um, they also became members of the principal user group in a sense. Um, so in a traditional uh, interactive exhibit, you tend to get this kind of interaction where there's one visitor uh, interacting with the exhibit and another visitor is only really able to interact with that exhibit either uh, in, a, in a kind of like my turn, your turn, synchronous kind of like you know, following after each other or uh, by um, being a backseat driver, you know, and that kind of like if you play video games with your friends and they don't have a controller, they sit beside you and tell you what you should be doing. Um, but then when you include the mobile, you end up with more than one user in the activity. And the activity itself changes. It becomes no longer just the activity of using the exhibit or learning from the exhibit. It also becomes the activity of documenting that exhibit, um, of taking video or making photographs that you can post on Facebook. So it changes the very nature of the exhibit uh, away from something originally intended by the exhibit designers into a... Uh, in, in some senses, a richer experience with more complicated roles. <laughs> Someone's going on Facebook or on uh, Skype. Um. <laughs> so that's a video uh, from Universium that you can find on YouTube. And it's uh, uh, a visitor who's taken a video of of his friend using a theremin, which is that instrument that you hear in a lot of Beach Boys songs and in the Doctor Who theme song. Um, and you can see that he's posted this on YouTube and then a discussion has started and that this is only a tiny fraction of the discussion. It actually turns into a huge long discussion uh, where people that have never been to the YouTube, to the Universium, sometimes speaking Spanish, have a discussion about that exhibit. Um, so what's interesting about that is that in the kind of traditional model of the Science Center or the museum, the experience of that museum or that Science Center is located within the boundaries of the building. 
um, when visitors start sharing their experiences with, through video and through uh, photos and even text, um, through this kind of direct uploading from their mobiles, um, all of a sudden these experiences are opened up through sharing on the web and you get visitors that have never necessarily been to the Science Center also participating in a, vi in a visit. Um, and w what's quite interesting about that particular example with the theremin is that um, that video was used because of the annoying noise in it. Somebody found it, someone from the US found it, and used, his, and used it in a remix of a bunch of videos to produce a new video. It's kind of like a, quite an annoying music video <laughs> using a variety of annoying things he's found on YouTube. And he actually listed out where he got the sounds from. So that drove a lot of traffic to this guy's video. So you got a lot of people coming to the Universeum, in a sense, through a remix of that video, which was used in a popular video. So you get this kind of like, this movement through the virtual space where it spreads. Okay, so I'll let Alexandra. Yeah, and I'll try to conclude what Tom just said. So, uh, no, but uh, based on this uh, ethnographic work and also these design explorations, we've we've seen how um, these mobile technologies with cameras and internet connectivity, how they challenge the notion of this, the idea of this principal user, and also reconfigure the interactivity taking place around exhibits. And we've seen here with the example from from YouTube how the how. Um, these technologies allow a mediation of the local experiences of visitors. Um, and I think that this challenges um, the ways that museums should think about technologies and think about the way that the technologies that people bring with them are also sort of part of the experience. So it can also offer a number of, of benefits to sort of uh, ex uh, expand the museum experience. Um, and just to finish off with, um, with the next study that we're doing, that we just started, we're going to uh, continue focusing on these documentary practices um, and now looking into uh, different um, learning experiences with nature and how mobile technologies are involved in these settings. So uh, this is a picture from the Natural History Museum in Göteborg. And um, we're going to explore how, how mobile technologies are used here to learn more about nature. <laughs>